There is no name like the name of our God, because there is no one like our God. The many divine names used in Scripture reveal His perfect nature. Let's open the Word of God today with Scott Pauling and learn more about the name. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending, saith the Lord, which is, and which was, and which is to come, the Almighty. Now that's the words recorded for us of the Lord Jesus Christ in Revelation chapter 1, verse number 8. Everything brings us to the name. Now we learned the last time we studied that He is literally the I Am. He is the one which is, and which was, and which is to come. He is the ever-present one, the self-existent one, the all-sufficient one. He is the one that you can trust and the one that you should love. He is our great God. We back up in our study again to the book of Genesis because today I want to show you one of these uh, I Am names of God uh, that the Lord uses to reveal more about Himself. Remember, the name reveals the nature. Now, occasionally in Scripture, God will connect his name Elohim with his name Jehovah. It would be like someone using their full name. Well, in a very real sense, when you see uh, Jehovah Elohim together, uh, that, is, that is the ultimate combination, his, his majesty and his might. And uh, you find that throughout Scripture. But in Genesis chapter number 22, we have one of the names of God revealed to us in the setting of Abraham and his son Isaac. In fact, this is one of the most famous stories in Scripture. It's the story where Abraham is called on to take his son, oh, his only son, Isaac. The Bible says in Genesis 22 and verse 2, into the land of Moriah. Now remember that name. We'll come back to it in just a moment. The land of Moriah. And offer him there for a burnt offering upon one of the mountains, which I will tell thee of. Now, there was an immediate uh, message in this, and there was a prophetic message in this. The immediate message in this was that God was testing Abraham's faith and obedience. And Abraham, of course, passed the test. Aren't you grateful to God for that? By faith, he took his son uh, to offer him, believing that even if God called on him to offer his son, God was able to raise his son from the dead. Now that's faith. And so that leads us not only to the immediate uh, message in the story, but to the prophetic message in the story because this is a picture of God the Father offering His only begotten Son. Uh, this is a picture of the sacrifice uh, that would take place at Calvary. I, I said to you, keep in mind that it happened in the land of Moriah. Moriah, this, this mountain where Abraham was, is significant all through the Word of God because this is the same mountain where David uh, will later initiate that the temple will be built and Solomon will build the temple there. It is also the place believed by Bible teachers to be where Calvary was. So this place called Moriah is very significant. It has tremendous spiritual implications. And interestingly enough, the name Moriah means foreseen of Jehovah. Remember, he is the great I Am. He is everywhere at the same time. He sees it all. Uh, Moriah, it, he is foreseen of Jehovah. The Lord knew everything that was going to happen there, both in Abraham's day and uh, later in the nation of Israel and ultimately with the Lord Jesus Christ. 
When you come to the end of the story, you remember how God provided a ram in the thicket. And Abraham had said God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. And indeed he did. But when you come to the end of the story, let's, let's read Genesis 22 verse 13. And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked. And behold, behind him a ram caught in a thicket by his horns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered him up for a burnt offering in the stead of his son. And Abraham called the name of that place. Now you'll remember that place was the land of Moriah, foreseen of Jehovah. But Abraham called the name of that place Jehovah-Jireh. As it is said to this day, in the mount of the Lord it shall be seen. What does this mean, Jehovah-Jireh? Now we know the name Jehovah, that is I am. We've studied that already, but now he adds this little word to it, Jireh, Jehovah-Jireh. What does that mean? Well, it really has a twofold meaning. First of all, it means that the Lord sees. In fact, in the very same verse, it says, In the mount of the Lord it shall be seen. Remember, the land of Moriah, foreseen of Jehovah. The idea here is uh, that our God sees everything. He does, indeed, see the end from the beginning. Uh, so let me make an application to all of us today, and it is this. God sees you, friend. He has His eye on you at this moment. Maybe you can't see Him. When Abraham was standing on top of that mountain, he did not see at first the ram caught in the thicket. He could not see what God was going to do in a few minutes. There was so much hidden from his perspective. But all the while, God had his eye on Abraham. God had his eye on Isaac. God had his eye on the ram. God had his eye on everything. Because God sees. And I want to tell you today, God sees you. And by the way, he has 20-20 vision. He sees perfectly. There's nothing hidden from him. There's nothing uh, out of his periphery. There's nothing blurred from his vision. No, he sees you. At this moment, the Lord has His eye on you. So it leads us then to the second meaning of this name, Jehovah-Jireh. Uh, this literally means the Lord that provides. So the idea here, it's really connected. God sees, God provides. In other words, He knows what the need is, and He has exactly what is needed to meet that need. you remember that Abraham had spoken in faith, and I love this statement in faith. He said, My son... God will provide Himself a lamb for a burnt offering. Boy, that's prophetic, isn't it? God indeed did provide a lamb uh, as the final, full, forever sacrifice for our sin. The Lamb of God slain from the foundation of the world. Uh, this is a, a picture of the Lord Jesus Christ who was to come. Aren't you glad that Jehovah Jireh provided uh, our sacrifice, our Savior? Aren't you glad that the Lord provided so that our sins could be forgiven and we could spend eternity with Him? Well, I want to tell you that the same Lord that's able to provide that is also able to provide anything and everything that you need. Uh, Romans chapter 8 says it this way, uh, that if God would give us salvation, if God would offer up His own Son for us, do we really think that the Lord would withhold any good thing from us? Uh, let me make it very plain to you today. Do you really think that a God who can provide heaven for you someday cannot provide here and now what you need today? Do you really think that a God who is so great and so gracious that He would take care of your sin debt cannot also take care of the situation that you're living in at this moment? No, my friend, Jehovah Jireh sees and Jehovah Jireh provides. 
Now, this story in Genesis 22 is worthy of, of more diligent study, and I would challenge you to spend some time meditating in it today. Now, there's lots of first here. For example, did you know that Genesis 22 is the first mention of the word love in the Bible? And, and this is so beautiful. It was not the love of a husband and wife or the love of a mother, but it literally was the context of the love of a father for his son. It's an illustration of the greatest love of all, God's love for His only begotten Son and for us as His children. So it's the first mention of love. It's also the first mention of worship. Oh, that's powerful, isn't it? That in this context, God would teach us something about worshiping the Lord. And it's in a home context. Abraham said, The lad and I will go yonder and worship and come again to you. May the Lord help us all to lead our families to worship. But it's not just the first mention of the word love, and it's not just the first mention of the word worship. It is the first mention of Jehovah Jireh, the Lord that provides. Oh, may God help all of us today to remember that God sees us and God will meet every need in our life. Call on Jehovah Jireh today and watch the Lord provide. We were told in Acts 4, verse 12, Neither is there salvation in any other. For there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. If you do not know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, you can place your faith in Him now. And God promises, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. We encourage you to listen to all of our studies in this series and find other helpful tools on our website. If you would like to support this Bible teaching ministry, you may do so at enjoyingthejourney.org. Thank you for helping us reach others with the gospel.